This podcast was brought to you by Good Episode Productions. Pretty freaking epic. We sit down in our palatial offices and we speak into a mic. Vladimir Putin, you are welcome. For oh, I can't believe we didn't inter- we, we didn't record introducing Janos to FBB to FBPE Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> Would have been yeah. good. Mm. Um, let's the- clap though because I want to talk about today's uh, day. Oh. oh, oh! Today is a day. Okay, yeah. how That's about at it's, uh, six? Six. Because I was gonna six. say it's the fourth of July, and I haven't gone on time. That is yet, so I can't wait to see what day it should <laughs> oh. be. Yeah, um, I also just want to draw everybody's attention to the quote on today, which is, oh. Quality means doing it right when no one is looking by noted anti-Semite Henry Ford. Fordism, um, Fordism, Fordism, Fordism. Oh. I love Cool. Ford. I what love Fordism. What if the... Uh, what if we invent a certain kind of industrialization that, you know, it's all about efficiency. It's about being efficient workers. About being individualistic. Be Instead of having trains, let's gut the uh, public transport industry and just make everybody have a car. Well, it's about having the, lo- oh, yeah. the illusion of individualism as, as, a, as a consumer, yeah, yeah. but not as someone working. Mm. No, so in Fordism, you have to be, you know, you have to be really part of the, of the line. You're a cog mm. in the machine that does one yeah. thing and only that. I was seeing some people the other day and um, one of the people who was there that I didn't know was American. Um... And we were, I think we were just doing that thing where people from different places meet up and start comparing the two different countries. And he was there like, oh, do you, you know about the 4th of July? And it's like, yes, it's, yes, it's in every song slash every piece of yeah, media it's a, it's a from America. About it. The thing yeah, is, we know everything about America, that, like all the obvious shit, at least, yeah. because they won't yeah. shut up about it and we get all of their media. <laughs> we get all their movies <laughs> and TV. It's I mean, like, I, I swear, I, thought, I got really confused when people didn't know what Bonfire Night was, because I just no. assumed, like, I know I thought it was the other way around as well. Things, but that's yeah. not true. <laughs> no. No, I then I did like, tell him about Bonfire Night. Yeah. <laughs> he was, um, the, the, yeah, no, they were like, oh, like in V for Vendetta. And I was like, yeah, it's kind of real, but <laughs> not like that. Yeah. But it's you just go to a field and they have a bonfire and some fireworks. You, just burn, some, you burn some Catholics. You eat, That's um, what it's yeah, about. You, you, burn, you burn the Pope, possibly. Um, <laughs> and, then you, and then you have a poorly cooked burger in a bun. And then yeah. you have an apple coated in delicious caramel that gets it's stuck a... to your face. And then you go, yeah, oh, there's just, I'm just eating like a not very good apple. I'm eating yeah, a warm like apple. A, a gross apple with yeah. like sugar on it. Yeah. <laughs> gross. Not, yeah. Not Candy good. apples are bad. Candy it's always like the it's the squidiest like apple underneath it. It's yeah. a toffee apple. A toffee apple. In, in, back in, <laughs> I know, I'm sorry. in England, we call them crisps. <laughs> I said, because I've started calling TV programs tv shows just to for like the sake of uh-huh. clarity and i hate that it's just like my my go-to now i'm like it's a, it's a tv program been infected <laughs> by the by, yeah. by the, the sport well, i have been american i have been taken to starting to calling them television programs just because yes it's oh, you've been the britishification <laughs> the britishification of yana i'm trying to yeah. like trying to pronounce pronounce program in a way that you can hear the two m's and the e at the program. end program 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 yeah tonight on the bbc Pro- we have program. two programs one hitler was he okay <laughs> <laughs> it's me lord reef Two, it's Drop of the Pops with Jimmy Savile. Yeah. Oh, non or fascism? What's the problem, really? Pick a direction, Western man. Um, 
Uh, yeah. That is unironically what a lot of what a lot of fascists say, though. You know. Yeah. This, this so what does BPFE stand for? FPPE. Follow back for... pro EU. Yeah. It's it like that's reverse with the EU is your only personality trait. Oh, I see. It's like an anti-Brexit thing, right? But in yes. like Europe, yeah. But they're in, being yeah. fin-dumped by the European Union. Yeah, yeah. It's not even like, that. Exactly. It's just it's a purely emotional response to the EU. <laughs> yeah, they like, don't. They don't know what the EU does. They're just like <laughs> for clarity. Yeah. They're just I, obsessed with it. For clarity, we did all vote Remain. <laughs> Yes. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, but it's not. It's nothing to do with that. Is it's it? not. You know, it's not. Few, it's few, cultural. It's not to do really. with. Yeah, it's like a very weird sort of section of culture war that mm. like no one else is involved in. Like, yeah. it's, it's a very, very, very English British thing. It's online. It's like, there's a particular class character yeah. to it as well. Yes, you're you're very middle class. Mm. You're obsessed with the EU, and you're obsessed with like telling everyone that you like cried when Brexit happened, and that you cry about it all the time. And then you like you just you have like an, a European flag in your Twitter bio. It's about being smug. You also it's hate Jeremy Corbyn. <laughs> yeah, you have you, you have blame uh, Jeremy Corbyn for Brexit. Jeremy Corbyn. Corbyn. Jeremy Corbyn. Jeremy Corbyn. Uh, yeah, um, it's about being smug because then every yeah. single time something bad happens because of Brexit, they can be like, "See, we told you, you corruptible fuck nuggets." <laughs> yeah, in like that, that class of person. And I guess there is an American version. They're like the Krasidsteins, but British. Yeah. Yes, a lot of it. A lot of FPP people are less, not necessarily that sweary. They're very earnest, extremely earnest. Mm. And extremely vulnerable to like obvious grifters like uh, <laughs> EU Supergirl or like the person who recently raised like two thousand no twenty thousand oh pounds for a little ger- like a German girl oh who was crying um, because <laughs> the team lost obviously. Um, <laughs> that and was so f- <laughs> like apparently some people were like said mean comments about her online. Uh, I, 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 so I'm sure they did. I don't think I'm she sure. has Twitter. <laughs> I don't think she saw them. No, all the hate mobs against the children, not Ed. And the guy who the guy is, um, I think he's also Welsh. So he's doing it as a like, we're not like the English. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, true, which is sort of true, but also like he hasn't actually contacted. <laughs> he apparently hasn't contacted or found the family of the girl yet. So uh, <laughs> where's that money going to go? <laughs> Uh, I don't know. It's really oh. good. It's I'm a good Fourth of July to every single grifter out there. <laughs> but it Absolutely. is interesting. Like I, I, I did understand. I don't. I don't even know which podcast. It, it was probably like you and I, put the podcast that talked about that. That how like a lot of the like really obvious scams are really obvious because they are really just shooting for those people who are extremely mm-hmm. perceptible. That's why you yes. are like. Yeah, spam emails are always going to be like full of like spelling mistakes and always going to be like earn 10 billion pounds working one hour a day and also see beautiful babes with big breasts <laughs> like, wait what the dream yeah, can we? Just, yeah start a podcast am i right <laughs> hey. oh they really I'm, just I'm... like shoot for those people who are Make money they them. just want to grift the people who are easy to grift yeah, yeah. Do you, want to, do you want to see a great grift of ours? Of, well, not of ours, but of the of the uh, FBP. Patreon. She's. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Who watches the watch Patreon? Now that's a grift. This is um, not good podcast content, but extremely deranged. And uh, yeah. 
I did see it, and then I went on Discord because I'm a Ooh. confused. Person. Yeah, which one of this is the grift? Because I'm just oh, just this goes... is uh, this is like EU Supergirl. Um, she she, oh. she she like had a lot of money to go around Europe and have blue hair and talk about how much she loves Europe. Oh my god, yeah, it's really cringe. Like, no the... one should like Europe, <laughs> <laughs> you know? <laughs> like, yeah, the EU is bad. Like just yeah. because. Just because it's better to be in it than to not be in it doesn't mean it's not. Yeah, absolutely. Hungary did, like, Viktor Orban did this thing for the past, like, fucking 10 years at this point where he was constantly riling up people against the EU, but at the same time he knew that, like, all the money the state had came from the EU, like... Yeah. Like, you, you, you knew that you were financially dependent. Like, you knew that he didn't actually... He doesn't actually want to do a Hungarian Brexit. He just... Hexit. Wants Hexit, to yeah. find someone to, 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 to blame for everything. Uh, mm. So it's like the EU and also George Soros, who are like the George same Soros. somehow, even though he's yeah. like not even in yeah. Europe. That's like pretty much what happened here, more or less. But then except, they asked. Except they actually did it, the madmen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I only went and bloody did it. I oh, yeah, fucking did it. Closed down a bunch of factories or whatever because the eu was funding them um but it doesn't matter don't worry about it <laughs> no, we're, we're gonna be fine like we're not gonna learn any lessons in the well we're, n- well, we're not gonna learn any lessons but we're not gonna be taught any lessons in the in the preceding months as things start to come in nope probably um it's nice <laughs> just opening today's episode with a nice long chat about the european union just, just reading just Welcome reading to Cornish the, the, the eu the eu supergirl <laughs> thing where she's like ah oh, the the Labour's must join with the Liberal Democrats to win a to win a victory. Why? <laughs> I mean, they're the same. Anyway. They are the same. But um, right, let's do a branding. podcast. Yeah, let's, oh, let's do a podcast. She's so real. She's dangerous, and no one else can match those eyes. She's so seal, so mysterious. Nobody can catch her lies Drop this game of fame No one can win I believe this can be serious If I can get under her skin Oh, we're both in this masquerade By Terry Pratchett What can I do to see you The girl behind the mask by Terry Pratchett. I wanna get to know you, the girl behind the mask. I wanna just feel you, the girl behind the mask. <clears throat> Hello and welcome to Who Watches They Watch, a Discworld <laughs> Who podcast. Who watches They Watch? I, I say that Who every. Watches? I say that they every watch. time now, and I don't know why. They watch Who too watches? big for they go down. Who watches? <laughs> Who <laughs> Who watches the watch? A Discworld podcast about reading or watching Discord-related content, roasting our best friend Terence Pratchett, having a few laughs, and you know, just chilling out like the the cool <laughs> dudes that we are, hanging, hanging out. Um, I'm your host Chaz, and um, would you like to read my book of very, very interesting recipes? I promise you, they're all very PG. <laughs> I'm your host Robin and I'm midway through writing this book which is about like what if the musical Cats was set in a (laughs) fictional universe Um, Uh yeah (laughs) 
great. It's all I've got. Uh, I'm, I'm your host, not- Janos, and this is your brain on opera. <laughs> <laughs> this is your host, George, newly owner of two pairs of trousers. That's right. Ooh. I'm basically I'm basically Don Draper now. <laughs> I, it's good that our time together yields good results, George. It's, yeah, you know, not the, <laughs> the pressure. The peer pre- peer pressure can be a force for good. It's mm. about forcing your friends to own pairs of trousers. It was something mm. I wanted to do. It's just something I <laughs> wasn't somehow wasn't able to make myself do. Mm. Exactly. I do own at least two pairs, pressure. if not more. So I'm. Mm. I guess I was ahead of you there. I now have a I, rather I nice, an extremely comment. comfortable <laughs> pair of um, of black Levi's, and uh, a, a rather fetching red trousers. Ooh, red trousers with a stripe with a stripe baby. down the side. Very cool. Ah, go faster, stripe. Racing yeah. trousers. <laughs> I was gonna say why I do own multiple trousers. They're all jeans, so. Chaz yeah. is going to cancel you. Most no. of mine no. are jeans. I, 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 like... I give in to jean supremacy. I accept that this is a problem of society and therefore I can't blame you personally. <laughs> this is a structural... <laughs> Thank you. It is very hard to buy it's, nice trousers. It's a structural issue. Jeans. It yeah. is. Like... Yeah. Yeah. I don't really know what non-jean... Like, I, I have so many pairs of trousers and I basically only wear two of them and they're most jeans, so... Apart from when I'm wearing, like, sweats. Yeah. I mean, I've been... That, that is also the thing. Like since linens, since I'm linens, like m- jogging bottoms. I'm just I'm just talking I have, about the other. Fabrics, I've got a moth velvets, problem. I can't possibly satins. be buying natural fabrics. I also have a moth problem. I just choose not to think about it. <laughs> I they're there. I see them all the time in the corner of my vision. At least I hope those are moths. Um, yeah. You buy things online. They they do work. I used to have a moth problem, and I think that they're, they're not here. I see them occasionally. And I kill them. I I don't like I. I I don't know fully what my what my trousers measurements are. Like I always have to like try them on. So. Yeah, yeah, that's that's, that's just how it works. Yeah. Sometimes mm. I'm normally a thirty-four. Sometimes a thirty-four is like will crush my waist in with its bands of iron. And sometimes, yeah. Sometimes it's the perfect fit. You know, <laughs> it's. I have a very stupid brain to do with moths where I can't actually kill insects. Like, I feel too bad to kill insects. <laughs> so, so I, I can't don't, kill them. I don't think I um, feel bad about them. I just can't do it with my hands. So my parents' house, yeah. where we have, like, they're yeah. literally on every wall all the time. They're in your face when you sleep. They're in your hair. Oh. We just vacuum them up. <laughs> get moth, get <laughs> moth repellent. We have you can them. Buy- Oh, really? Yeah, the house Ooh. has moth papers, moth balls. We've got everything. They I will I will sometimes crush the them with my hands and it's not a good feeling. Like not morally. <laughs> I don't I don't mind morally, it just feels yeah, like it feels bad on the touch. Like it's a bad yeah. texture. Mm. Yeah. Because all the uh, all the scales come off of their wings and it yeah. makes a sort of metallic smear on your hands. Ooh, <laughs> it's it's really smeary, I... yeah. That's why they're I called just, I'm like, I'm going to kill it. And I'm like, the moth didn't choose this. They don't know that these are mine. Aren't, isn't that just a terrible instinct <laughs> on my own behalf <laughs> to say that these are mine and the moth isn't allowed them? <laughs> you know? <laughs> you do eat this meat, a- though. Yeah, I know. But, you know, I, I, I eat that. You know, I'm eating that. Whereas the moth, I'm not going to eat the moth. <laughs> sure, so, destroyed like- with facts and logic. <laughs> I'm not saying it's logical. I'm just saying I feel like I will invite bad karma if I kill them. Mm. Yeah, I Interesting. mean, they invite bad karma if if they eat my trousers. 
Not that they're made of. I have wool. like I have a sacrificial pair of linen trousers that are almost completely consumed. Mm. <laughs> I don't like to. The one thing is that I don't like to kill spiders. Like if I have oh, a spider no, never. in yeah. my house, I'm just gonna catch it no. and like throw it out the window. I, I just don't. Spider. I, That's very bad luck. Yeah, never I'll never kill, kill a spider, but I I will not go anywhere near it either. So I don't touch. I don't them mind. Outside. I, I don't mind of... touching them. I don't mind having them in my hands. I think they're like kind of nice. Like, they're lovely. They're... I get jumping I'm sure spiders they are. in my room. I don't like the big black ones that are like yeah. Are, I don't. Ha- I haven't seen any ones that size that you just showed. So oh okay. Well, they, there's a lot in mm. the house. Hunting house spiders. Hunting. They're just fucking huge. Yeah. They're like yeah. Let's let's. Yeah, it's like I, I don't. <laughs> I guess those are like the British spiders <laughs> for which you like exited the EU because they wanted we yeah. wanted to take them away from you. Yeah. In British yeah. spiders, mate. Best in the world. Then about false black widow spiders that can bite you, and they exist, and there's more of them due to global warming in the country than ever before. <laughs> they actually had they had to um, evacuate Wydean Academy, which is a school in the forest, because it was infested with false black widow spiders. <laughs> they had to like get everyone out and like fumigate it. I got bitten I, by one once. Oh, have you? Mm. They can be pretty bad. It was fine. Yeah, it's like a beast thing. I rolled over on it in bed and it bit me on the bum and then like, and then, and I was like, what's that? And it, I, it, I crushed it by accident. <laughs> We've got to stop talking about spiders. Okay. I can feel them on me. Let's talk about Masquerade, a book by Terry Pratchett. Masquerade. You know, it's a very clever title, this, because he's changed the word <laughs> mask in Masquerade, which translates as mask. And he's changed it to the word mask. <laughs> you don't understand. Yeah, so now, I'm going to need to look up something. Mean mask, Hold on. As in, like, the facial covering, it means mask as in not femme. Well, it's with a K, so... There is, so it means facial there is a song on... Okay, yeah, I just had to check, because there is a song on Phantom of the Opera called Masquerade. Paper faces on parade. And because uh, since I've known about this book, I was always unsure how it's spelled in the musical. <laughs> it is spelled the normal way. Yeah, yeah. with a Q. Uh, it's just in this, it's, I don't know why he's done this. Um, <laughs> His titles I, I are know. bad. Terry's titles are why. usually not very good. And he admitted it himself mean? that he doesn't think for long about his titles. Everyone loves guards, exclamation mark, guards, exclamation mark. <laughs> Everyone loves Faust, crossed out Eric. <laughs> um, Eric, yeah. I think that this is a book about how Android, Android, Andrew Lloyd Android. Webber is dumb android weber yeah but how he's stupid is it though i mean kind of i mean it's no not. i just want it to be because the oh, thing is. is the phantom of the opera isn't even his like it's a book that he adapted so you know yeah well it was a book and also like three films yeah and then, i don't know which i think he took inspiration from some of the films as well as the book so the book's very different the book is mm. like yeah i've read the what book. if there was a fucked up guy yeah <laughs> the book um, goes a lot into the guy like yeah, he's like, he's got like, like a, a mirror maze. He's got like a mirror labyrinth that they have to like escape. Yeah. And it's, like, it's a That's bunch of shit. Cool. Yeah. But this is very much like, you know, this is very much based on the on the musical. Yeah. Um, it's yeah. really good. I really, I love this book so much. It's yeah, fun. Yeah, it's very good. I, uh, this is a nice um, it's a good change. bounce back <laughs> <laughs> from the yeah, previous book. Terry Redemption Arc. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was the first time in two months. That I was like, damn, I'm just, I just like <laughs> to read this book in my free time, not even just as podcast prep. Like, it's not, mm-hmm. not even just that I'm <laughs> doing podcast prep, I'm having, and, you know, d- not hating it, but I actually, like, wanted to read it. Like, mm. you know. Yeah. You missed that mm. feeling. <laughs> yeah. With interesting times. Yeah. It was like, oh, wait, Terry's a good writer. I remember now. 
Yeah. Yeah, there's yeah. a reason why we started this podcast and it was not to dunk on the books. <laughs> no. <laughs> it's uh it's like, oh, there's like funny I mean the original one was to dunk on the show, but yeah, there's um, Which there, we there's, um, anyway. <laughs> which we did. So but we satisfied that. But yeah, it's you know, it's the witches who I love, it's got all different bits. I like I like it when they go to Hank Moorpork, that's very fun. Mm. Um, Scott, it is a good all the, all the good bits. It is a good pastiche of Phantom of the Opera in a way that it um, it follows it pretty beat for beat, and it isn't even like, yeah, but it's but it's like it's it sees the inherent drama in it and sees why it's like a popular story, right? But also like adds jokes in it and it puts uh, puts a fun twist on it. Like it's uh, it's a really good way of like reappropriating a text that like I feel like. The last time he's done this like this effectively was in Weird Sisters. <laughs> it's also another one that is a um, it's a mystery. Um, like yeah, what's the deal with the Phantom? Who's this it, guy? What's yeah, what deal? what's going on there? Who is he? You know, it's it's like it's like a um like a watch book, and that it is a mystery that we don't know the answer to. Mm. Um, and we get to like guess. I mean, I know the answer. <laughs> But That's nice for you. <laughs> not all of us. No I don't us. remember. I had the, the experience of reading this book was like all the time. I was like, oh yeah, I remember this, but I didn't remember what the next step was gonna be. And then I read it. I read the next sequence. And I was like, oh yeah, I remember reading this. This was fun. Mm. I, I remember enjoying it in the first place. So it's it is coming back, but not in a way that I remember how it's going to end. Mm. I'm enjoying it. I like the the funny characters in this book. <laughs> They're very funny. <laughs> There's some funny guys here. I like the. I like guys. that Christine is just in it. I love Christine. <laughs> Christine is such because I love Agnes so much. Agnes is so great. Agnes to is me. a great character. Um, yeah. yeah, and and just the, the having Christine there as well, and she's Christine. And it's just the lines where he's just so like. Ah, <laughs> oh, it's the bit where it's like she was skinny and had long blonde hair and had the smile of someone who knows that she's skinny and has. <laughs> <laughs> This is very funny. It is. He's really good at writing teenage girls, which I. (laughs) He is right. He's really good at like. He's really yeah. It's weird that he's so good at it because he's bad at writing men sometimes. Um. (laughs) Yeah. Good transition of safety. (laughs) (laughs) He had had a daughter who was probably a teenager at this point. Yeah. Should I do a quick? I'll do a quick Please. summary. Because um, there's more so, I want to get to, but we need to yeah, talk yeah. about it. So show. Masquerade, basically, uh, yeah, the witches, you know, they're hanging out. It's Granny Weatherwax and Nanny Og, um, but it's a bit, they're feeling a bit flat. You know, it's not that many interesting things are happening. Margaret's gone off to be queen, and so they're kind of missing that extra person. Um, they just fall out all the time, and or they're bored. And Nanny Og is worried that Granny Weatherwax is gonna either like flip out completely, or just like let her brain go with the the geese into the distance and just like <laughs> vanish from her body. I do. Um, I feel like that myself sometimes. Right? <laughs> it's Friday. It's Friday. I'm still at work. Mm. Yeah. Am I gonna I'm flip out, or am I gonna geese. go with the geese? <laughs> you gotta go with the geese. Yeah. Um. <laughs> they mentioned Black Alice again, which you know got put in her own oven by the children she was going to eat. Um, <laughs> <laughs> disgusting. And uh, so, yeah, they're feeling a bit bored. Meanwhile, Nanny Og is like, wow, we could do with a third. <laughs> For a third. And she's like, she goes to Agnes and she's like, me and my fellow witch saw you from across the woods and we were wondering if you wanted to join into our little, our little three, <laughs> three-way. 
And Agnes was like, no. And so <laughs> she's a very funny character and she's like, because she's, she's very large and she has a good personality and good hair. Oh, is she? Yeah. And it, it will be mentioned a few times <laughs> that she's large, you know, like constantly. Do you think um, she's aware? She's large. She's aware. Does she know? Um, <laughs> she noticed and how she's like, she is. She's sort of very, she's very sensible and she's sort of bitter that she's sensible and she can feel herself slipping into a sort of sensible middle age and she doesn't want that. She wants to be exciting and have adventures and the only other option for her is to, you know, join the witches, but she doesn't like them and finds them weird and off-putting. <laughs> I wonder why. So she's well, like, yeah. I want to be like that. <laughs> um, it's crazy. So, it's just like them talking about Granny Weatherwax needing someone to impress and bully. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> she's like, you can't be someone who doesn't need people if there's not people around for you to not need. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's just so funny. Um, yeah, so... She doesn't want to join the witches and she doesn't want to become this sort of like stuck in her way, boring person. So she decides to leave the town and go to Angmoorbork and, you know, seek, seek a new life. Um, so she ends up auditioning for the opera and she, one of her witch powers that's like manifesting is that she can sing like in any key, in any voice, from any direction and like also in thirds, just on her own. She can harmonize <laughs> uh, with herself, yeah. <laughs> So yeah. she's like the best singer who could exist, and so they let her in. But because she's not like conventionally attractive in the way they want, she's um part of the chorus. See, that sucks. That's uh, it's a great character arc and like a storyline and everything. But mm. I feel so bad for. Her. Yeah, I do. <laughs> right? Well, she gets so mad. Well, it's it is really like you know Terry's like saying something. You know? Yeah. <laughs> oh really? <laughs> yeah. It's, it's having a little. It's going off a bit. Um. Yeah, so she she gets into the Royal Opera House, which we learn is this huge, you know, it's this monstrous structure. It's, you know, it, there's loads of fucked up stuff happening. There's a ghost who's always got to have the same box. And he, like, people have accents sometimes. This guy, Mr. Bucket, who used to do cheese, has now bought the Opera House for what he thought was an unusually low amount of money, which is because it makes no money. It's constantly in debt. There's no accounts. And also people are murdered all the time. Um, it's very temperamental and barely hangs together as, like, uh, production but that's opera baby mm-hmm. um yeah and so they they've got this whole place um there is a someone ends up in the rigging um and the the, the phantom appears and everyone's keen to describe it as being like a big bird guy with like glowing eyes or whatever but um agnes who you know is a witch and sees what's really there is like i just saw like a guy <laughs> that's a just mask. a that's just a dude what if a phantom <laughs> was meet- just a guy <laughs> <laughs> and we meet christine who you may recognize the name from the phantom of the opera you may recognize <laughs> from love never dies <laughs> yeah we may recognize from the great musical love never dies um what if and what if a woman was uh very attractive but no thoughts head but- empty <laughs> it's me a, yeah it makes you think it's actually a new character for terry um it's not a new just... character for like literary canon no, no but new for terry he doesn't do bimbos very much does he no no he's normally like attractive woman is also really mean and also clever but this time she's 
very she's very attractive but also very dumb and also doesn't pay attention to people but she does like sparkle she, she's like um, nice she, we're informed that she has to be in the production even though she can't sing because her her dad gave a lot of money <laughs> to the opera very real which also realistic yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah he's, he's, he's he's got something there <laughs> yeah yeah uh, she's very funny um yeah, and meanwhile, back in back in Lankra, um, Granny, you know, she does some of her her Granny stuff, um, and then Naniel goes to find Agnes, but Agnes isn't there, and then she sees scary uh, Phantom of the Opera face in some tea leaves, so they decide they should go to Angmorbok. Also bolstering this decision is that Naniog has accidentally published a book called The Joy of Snacks, <laughs> which is Incredible a, a, joke. sort of kind of a recipe book, but also kind of a sex manual slash humorous anecdote book. <laughs> the erotic adventures of. Yeah, uh, which she sends to the Almanac people and they've printed like a bunch and they've sold like loads, but she thought it was just like, you know, they were just going to send her some and it was just like a printing. Um, yeah, it's going to so, be us when we publish hearts, but Yeah, exactly. <laughs> So, so Granny, who likes numbers and is good at maths, calculates that she's owed like a lot of money by the publisher. This is Terry like going off on publishers. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and um, so they decide to also go to Angmorfork and try and get that money for her. Um, so they have funny stagecoach adventure where they get into a, a coach and they cause a lot of chaos along the way to Angmorfork, um, which is fun. Grebo's there. Grebo still does that thing that he accidentally does when he's in a corner where he turns into a guy, <laughs> much to everyone's shock. It's very good. <laughs> I love human Grebo. I, human Grebo is great. He's Such a weird journey. bit. <laughs> so great. It's so good. It's just that they have like a guy who's a cat. Um, it's because once you've turned into a human, now it's easier. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's it's that thing which is once you open the door, then it's like easier to go through it, right? So his body knows that he can be a guy. So if he's in a tight spot, it's like, well, we can be a guy. This be <laughs> hot. Just does it. What we if can a, be a hot guy? Yeah. If a cat was a guy. What um, if he was a, a big greasy a dude? Yeah, he's just like a roguish gentleman. Mm. Um, he runs around trying to find some pants. Yeah. The, the, the ultimate himbo. What if this yes. cat was sexy? What if this cat was sexy? Um, <laughs> a cat that uh, was sexy uh, now? <laughs> on the, along the journey, they meet Enrico Basilica, who's a, um, he's, he's heading to the opera, <laughs> who incidentally... Just, sorry, this is it's a, good, it's a great name. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Enrico Basilica. Enrico his, his real name is, is and the microaggression of the name. I love it. It's just fantastic <laughs> his, stuff. Well, his real name is Henry Slug, but he pretended to be like fantasy Italian in order to, you know, seem foreign as a singer. And unfortunately, it is now stuck, and everyone thinks he's a like fantasy Italian. Yeah, and he just wants to like eat pasta. normal food and you know have like beer. But they keep people keep being accommodating and giving him like. Bad Italian food. Mm. They keep doing yeah, that, he's but... both queer coded and Italian, which is why yeah. liberals hate him. <laughs> queer coded. Yeah. yeah, he's an opera singer. He's an opera singer. Doi. He's a big man. He says, "Hey, my dear lady." Um, <laughs> <laughs> um he's he just wants to do something. <laughs> I can't, I can't, I'm gonna, I'm gonna cancel this guy for doing, doing a, uh, 
Italian imitation. Italian face. Yeah. Yeah. Pasta yeah. face. Pasta face. Yeah. <laughs> um, he's like, oh, I used to love this girl who I knew in the in the gutters. Um, actually, it was a drain. We couldn't get a gutter, but you know, I had to leave, and we went on the tour, and <laughs> I, just, I never seemed to go back. <laughs> gutter joke is so funny. Where he was like, oh. When I was young, we couldn't even afford. We had you had to stand in line for a week to get a gutter. Yeah, <laughs> that's another. He does that all the time though, because Vimes does that. Vimes, it's really Vimes says that as it's, well. Uh, it's really. It's, uh, I love the whole bit. We envied those in the gutter. Him yeah. being like, "Oh, our next door, you, our next door neighbor used to juggle eels." I'm just like, "Oh, it's, <laughs> the mental image." It, it's amazing. It is literally a Monty Python bit. Like it they is, do an, yeah. they have an entire sketch where they're doing that, but it's a good joke. It's yeah, it's a good yeah. It is a good, yeah. It's just fun. It's very fun to do. Yeah. Mm. yeah. While they're on the road, um, they they run into some, like a landlady and landlord guy at the inn, and they're saying, oh, you're a witch, can you help? Because our son is, like, sick, and also our cow is sick. So Granny Weatherwax does a little... <laughs> yeah, it takes a, little... takes a bit of a turn. <laughs> yeah, she's, like, going to do some epic Granny stuff, so she goes and she waits for death to arrive, and then she challenges him to a card game. Um, of like poker for to exchange the life of the cow for the life of the child and death being death he like he swaps the cards so that she wins um, well I don't um, even think he swaps them that so she wins I think he swaps them so she, he now has the better hand but he's playing it as though aces are like low because he says he's got all ones yeah. he, so he just uh, swaps it and decides ah aces will be low you win Okay. I think. Yeah. Oh, I didn't get that. I I think, that. Yeah, he I pretends he... that he doesn't know how cards work. Yeah. 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 yeah basically, win, he deliberately he loses. Yeah. Mm. Because what if death was chill? Yeah. Exactly. What if he, he just... didn't want to take a child? Yeah. Yeah, and um, she she helps out his like achy elbow that he's got like repetitive strain injury on, and he's like, "What would have happened if I hadn't uh, lost?" And she's like, "Well, I would have broken your fucking arm." <laughs> <laughs> she would have done <laughs> it. Just, Great moment. I love her. It's really good. I love this interaction. It's really it's really good. Yeah. I'm gonna call Peter though, because to suggest that a life of a child is more valuable <laughs> than that of a life of a cow, problematic <laughs> as fuck. Wow, so fucked up. <laughs> yeah. Um and then they they continue on, you know, they have some more shenanigans and then they eventually reach Angmorpork. And they go to stay at Mrs. Palms, which has been um Recommended by Nanny Og's son Nev, who stole the lead off the house, which is a great recurring bit, yeah. uh, which it's, I really enjoy. It's not a disreputable establishment because they hear very good things about it. Yeah, and then um, obviously Granny Weatherwax, as we remember from Equal Rights, has been here before. Um, Granny Weatherwax so... says fuck Swerfs. Yeah. And it's good. So, yeah, so Granny Weatherx has obviously been there before, so she's very comfortable and she knows everyone and they all know her and they're like, oh, it's so so cool to see you. And then Annie Og is very scandalised because she was hoping that, like, Nan, like Granny would freak out and be all like, this is a house of ill repute. But Granny's, like, very chill. She's like, hi, ladies. And Nanny's like, this is not how it's supposed to go in my head. And now I feel very, like, off-kilter. <laughs> I um, know. I love that she in her head is there, like I think Granny Weatherwax is a virgin. Yeah, she's like as far as I know, because she talks about maiden mother and the crone, and she's like, yeah. in a way, Granny is all three. <laughs> 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 um, meanwhile, at the opera house, um, their shenanigans are afoot. Where um, Christine wakes up in the night and is like, "Oh, someone's trying to talk to me through my 
freaky mirror in my room. <laughs> um, so she swaps with Agnes, and Agnes is like, okay, so this is like, you know, a plot. Um, but, you know, I, I want to be part of a plot. So she pretends to be Christine um, and is taught to sing by the by the opera ghost, Ala Phantom of the Opera. So she basically steals Christine's role mm. <laughs> She's like, um, in the story. There's like a like, weird thing in back, Phantom of the Opera that... There's a weird thing in Phantom of the Opera where, like, the letters are signed OG, which stands for Opera Ghost. Yeah. <laughs> Why isn't it Phantom? I never got that. Well, because you like, can't call him fr- the Phantom because otherwise... My, 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 my theory on that is that it's like a translation thing, like, because the book was in French, so it was probably, like, Phantom... Just in either case in French, but then yeah, but you'd say Phantom in English as well. I think it's probably more just so that it's like a parody of Phantom of the Opera, so it's the ghost of the opera. No, no, no. I mean, like in no, in, in the Phantom, Phantom of the opera. opera, it's also called Opera Ghost. He's called the Opera Ghost. Oh, yeah. oh, <laughs> like I dumb. I have this I have the tune for <laughs> when I sing Opera Ghost for Opera. Opera. But they but they also Opera, sing Opera the ghost. Phantom of the Opera. Yeah, yeah, it's both. But he signs his letters OG. Your mind. Yeah, um, Opera Phantom style. Sing! Sing! That's the only bit I know because there's a very good Sing. meme where it's superimposed. Where it's like the mole. Uh, the elephant shoes, yeah. yeah that's Take it, a yeah. closer yeah. look very... at that snout. It's very good. <laughs> yeah. I know that one. Um, but yeah, so she's being taught by the Opera Ghost. He's also leaving two sort of two messages so he both leaves a message saying that's quite polite which says he wants christine to play the role in la triviata <laughs> you get it yes um and also another one that says ha 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 ha, ha i'm twisted <laughs> um, <laughs> beware me the fancy ghost ha 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 yeah and they're like who writes mad laughter and it's because it's just like the joker jared letter um, <laughs> uh, the, the, the phantom he- has like a big smile tattooed onto the back of his hand yeah. and when he's yeah. doing his ah 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 he puts it over his real mouth does he do that then you take off you take yeah, off the mask and it has squad. damaged tattooed on his forehead that. that's very funny I didn't know that <laughs> he's just covering up his bad face tattoos <laughs> damaged he does have also ha 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 tattooed on his chest I yeah think. he's got like loads of ha 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 yeah I think, um, I think the Jared Leto Joker might be one of the best pieces of character design ever in terms of how funny it is very funny. <laughs> it's really funny to think about, like also the way he was on set, where his his idea of method acting was that he like sent, yeah, I think Margot Robbie a used a condom rat. or something. What if what if you were pro- like profoundly abusive to your coworkers? That's called but in acting, a quirky maybe. way. Yeah, it's the method. The method says that you should be as fucked up as yeah, possible. Yeah, that's what Stanislavski <laughs> wrote. In the right- Stanislavski was like, what if you were fucked up? What if you were a fucked up guy? <laughs> I think he did. Like, said, if, if you play a character who is, let's say, a twisted psychopath, <laughs> you, you, you must do that in real life. Yeah. you got to actually do it. Yeah, he's like, if you play a murderer, you got to go kill people. Yeah. That's what the method is. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway... Yeah, so the, the, there's like the rat catcher who's like wandering around and he's like, aha, I found something important and it's going to be really profitable. And then he is immediately murdered by the opera ghost. Um, and then he is transformed into a rat by the death of rats as like an evil reincarnation. I wonder um, if he'll come back. Probably not. Oh, I was hoping <laughs> this would be a sort of Chekhov's rat situation. <laughs> I can't remember. He might, he might be mentioned. I can't remember. Um, that. 
but yeah, so that's that's super fucked up. But Agnes is, you know, being very sensible about it and just trying to be like helpful. Um, she's also they're like, okay, Christine has to play the role, but she can't sing. So what we'll do is we'll make Christine the role, and she'll like mouth the words, and Agnes will stand behind her and then like actually sing. Um, and then and the musical director, well, like the um. The music guy is like it's so sad um, because in a in a different time period she would have just been able to be the role, <laughs> and, and they're like no in no power for singers days. anymore. Yeah, now you these must be. days these days everyone just wants the attractive people, you know, the skinny girl singing mm. as, as the as the main role. These days you get um, thrown in jail just for being fat. Mm. Yeah. And also, um, and Agnes gets super mad, but she's like, gotta go where the road takes me. Um, also, there's a guy called Andre who plays the organ, and he's been a bit weird and suspicious, so Agnes is like, not sure what his deal is. Um, Andre. Andre. The organ, famously an instrument not associated with the Phantom of the Opera. <laughs> yeah, it's been broken there, so. Also, the, the cellars are flooded, just like Phantom of the Opera. Um, <laughs> the <sub> <laughs> The sub basement. Yeah. We have it's a sub basement. Cool plot. It's like, pretty cool. It's really good. Uh, as that's dumb and bad parts of Phantom of the Opera is just like the whole vibe of it is pretty cool. Like yeah, you know, like the opera house murder vibe. It's just it's just it's just good. You go into the basement and it's like it's like got a boat in it and it's there's like a river yeah. down there <laughs> <laughs> and you're like this is pretty sick. How'd you get a river down here? Yeah, I don't know. Isn't there like a severe amount of damp? You're telling me a sub yeah. built this basement? <laughs> <laughs> Have you all seen the movie Phantom of the Paradise? No. It's like no. a glam rock adaptation of Phantom of the Opera from oh, the I've 70s. Uh, it's very good. And in that one, because like in Phantom of the Opera, like in the book and later in the Android Webber musical, it's like about how oh, there's Christine and she's replaced by the other more famous opera singer, even though she can sing ba badly, but there's more money behind her or something. In Phantom of the Paradise, the, the like pure of heart, like great singer who the Phantom chooses, whose name is Phoenix, uh, she is Phoenix, replaced right? by, a, by a hunky glam rock singer named <laughs> Meat. Yes, <laughs> meat. Sing for me. Might have been beef, actually. Meat. Hold on, beef. But oh, it was like an incredibly funny name. Imagine being called beef. Beef. Yeah, his name was beef. That's very cool. I wish beef. I was called beef. beef boy. It's like, it's like a little bit, a little bit gay panicky about it, but it's still like the ridiculousness of him being called beef is just, it just beats it all. Mm. Beef. So that's, that's the most ridiculous name I've ever heard, except for Chugs. <laughs> what if Chugs were replaced? What if Chugs? Her? What if Chugs was inventor of the opera? Chug Jug. Yeah. I I do really like to Chug Jug with you. I have to say. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So that's that's where we are in the book. And what if they made a, a version of, of Fortnite, of which was just Love Island? They, they, they could make like Love Island in Fortnite, that. right? Like, like, all, the, yeah. all, the, uh, your, all the players like, look like Love Island characters. Yeah. yeah. If like fucking. I'm imagining it. Uh, I just who's think that it rapper would be good who had the Fortnite concert? Shooting. Marshmallow. Each other 
Marshmallow, yeah. He's not a rapper, he's a DJ. And there was also a there was also a rapper. Was there's, there's, oh! been, a, there's been a few, I think. Travis was, Travis Yeah, Travis X, Scott X, had X, a Tasha, Fortnite concert, I think. Or was that in Minecraft? I think it was Fortnite. Was it six nine? It was someone bad. <laughs> it was he's someone dead. bad. Takeshi Six Nine's dead. He is, uh, but you know. Is he? Yeah. No, Takeshi Six Nine's not dead. Well, he's, in, he's in jail. XXX Tentacion no. said. Takeshi Six Nine is the one who's in jail. For, All the rappers surprisingly, not the like pedophilia charges, but a bunch of weapons ones. <laughs> yeah. Cool guy. Yeah, I mean, the, the worst thing he's done is, of course, snitching. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. <laughs> I believe that. <laughs> um, snitches get stitches. Snitches Pong, get uh, stitches. Yeah, I was just going to say, like, if you can... If you can do a concert in Fortnite, you could also cool. make Love Island in Fortnite. Yeah. yeah. But you could have like you could have like a dating thing like where I don't know. It's like Love Island but do they, cause, people is like, like I I know that on the Bachelor they like to do like sponsorship stuff where it's like uh, oh they gotta meet the backstreet boys and also they're marketing their comeback show or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh and it's it's just like very <laughs> obviously marketing like, ploy, right? They can't do that on Love Island because they're not allowed to meet other people outside of the Love Island. Yeah. Oh, that's um, fucked up. And, but they they do have sponsored clothes. They do have yeah. to use like pretty. Can they have like I don't know a uh, drink Monster Energy challenge or whatever that's sponsored by Monster Energy, like something like that? Love. No, they have like Ministry of Sound stuff though. They'll be like, here's our Ministry of Sound sponsored party, and they all have to be enjoying a party, which it only looks interesting because of the camera angles. But in reality, is <laughs> like. 12 people like partying. 12 people <laughs> smiling sort of candidly. Listening yeah, to like, like an awkward EDM. square. Yeah, literally. Yeah. It seems unpleasant. And they can't even drink, really. They can have They're like one glass drink. of whatever. Yeah, for ethical reasons. <laughs> yeah, yeah I mean, because it's otherwise they'd all get fucked up and fight Because that's what happened on Bachelor in Paradise. Yeah. Where they were allowed to drink whatever they want and they were fucked the whole time. I, think, really I swear they can still drink loads on Bachelor, on The Bachelor. Because, like, the last time I watched any of it, I think they still can. They just got. It was The Bachelor. So, like, all the women on the show were just getting really, really, really drunk. Like yeah, nothing. No, I don't happened, think, I don't think but... they they didn't change the rules on the Bachelor. It was dodgy, but they I don't think they changed. No, the fact mm. that they didn't they change the rules. They just edited around the one guy who uh, yeah may or yeah. may not have done something bad. Yeah, yeah. So masquerade. I think this book should have been about cats. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, cats. Well, I mean, you might not have. You might. You might have noticed that they're they're setting up. Um, you know. Oh, Grebo, fuck! <laughs> oh my god! No, I didn't! <laughs> yes! <laughs> just, just like a little, a little. Oh my god. You know, I, I nice. literally really hadn't clocked that. That's fantastic. It's I don't know nice why, because when I was reading it, I was it. like, I want more jokes about cats, and human Grebo is right there. I'm yeah, so yeah, yeah. stupid. The bimbification of that's me. What, that's why he's coming along, yeah. Holy shit. Oh, brilliant! Per- yes, plotted Terry. this perfectly. Yeah, <laughs> this He's supposed to, this was the whole purpose of Human Green. This is the best book now. It really yeah, is. It's, I, it's really so good. It might just have everything. been like because we came off the worst one, but like yeah. just, mm. the, so far, I have no complaints. Um, I just find all the characterization in this book just so good. Everyone is so good. Like, Even fairly so minor people rich. like Salzella and yeah. Bucket talking to each other yeah. is really fun. Oh, they're yeah. great. <laughs> Even though they're like basically like taken directly from Phantom of the Opera, but they're good. Yeah. yeah. I didn't but know that. But they yeah. are really good. And it's like, yeah, and just Agnes and her like, 
she's so she's just one of my favorites i haven't really i have a real big soft spot from when i was a child for all the like characters who terry writes who are like awkward but like but like extremely sensible in like a way that they don't enjoy and i I think i think as a child i was like damn you identified a lot (laughs) that's me yeah yeah Yeah, i I, I mean i think i did big favorites I think most people who read Terry Pratchett did, because like that's the type of people who read like funny fantasy books. I know, cooled out. Mm. She does read books as well. Only which is also cringe. only IFNGPs. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and INTQs. Terry Pratchett writes yeah. for introverts. Like if if I see an extrovert read a Terry Pratchett I'm book, I'm gonna it. just I'm like him. knock it out of their hand because that's not not for you. That's appropriation. I know we've we've yeah, we've said a I'm lot an of. Introvert. I'm very quiet. <laughs> yeah, none of us are extroverted at all. That's why we podcast. <laughs> I, we've said a lot of shit about the Mayor's Briggs uh, personality yes. products, and we will. Yeah, but um, Chelsea, I will give it this one thing. Drinking some Pandaren. Yeah. Just out of the bottle. Just out of a miniature. Sorry, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, I was like, why isn't there a ship inside? <laughs> Chaz is, Chaz is in Mad Men, but is a lightweight. She's getting the bottle of scotch out of your out of your desk, but it's a miniature, and you're like, hmm, hard day. Pour myself a My tiny glass of whiskey. Water has too much water. <laughs> Sorry, George, carry on. Yeah. I just, I just... Oh, oh, I will say this: Moe's breaks does make it very easy to weed people out on dating apps. Yeah. Well, if the well, yeah, if they put I'm an INTJ, I'm like, no, you're not. <laughs> I'm, I'm like, bye. Swiped. <laughs> the problem is though that it becomes too easy to narrow because you know people can be like perfectly nice and be like annoying uh-huh. yeah. on dating apps with their likes, and I think the problem with dating apps is it makes you like incredibly aware of the way people are irritating yes. without like knowing how they're good. Yeah, I'm a raven puff. <laughs> Chaz, what if that's the thing? What if you considered that that's that's my entire deal with attraction? You know? Okay. Well, just like finding a reason why you hate them. Yeah. Mm. Finding a reason mm. not to make yourself vulnerable in any way. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. The one thing I've been that. seeing from like Germans on dating apps Ugh, is like Germans. they always put the exact same phrase into their bio. Like often they just have this yeah, one phrase. Which is, there's like a few variations of this, but it's always it's 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 like so the main thing is to vino sag ich nie no, which means to 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 vino. I never say no. Vino meaning wine, uh, meaning yeah. Mm. So it's like so cool. all, but all is, it's all just this like bad pun, I guess. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, then there's some out. others who will say to vino sag ich wine, which is equally as bad. But it's always just like, why are you always talking about vino? I don't care what your <laughs> opinion about wine is. No, it's, it's like I'll be like prosecco time. I'm saying yeah. say no to prosecco. They'll be. The I'm so gin. interesting. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. I haven't seen that one. Oh, it's on Are all they... the like signs. You know, you get the like um mm. gin o'clock. All the yeah, the mum signs that people oh, yeah. have on their walls. They're, they're like, I'm an alcoholic, but a mother of three. <laughs> but cute. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 So wow. crazy. I have a gin on Friday. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'll, every day. Every day is gin day. <laughs> I only drink gin on days ending with a Y. <laughs> Quit. Like <laughs> I like to cook with wine, and sometimes I'll put it in the food. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> I really like the characterization of Ag- Agnes also as having like yes. this Perdita personality. That's mm. I oh think my God. that's like she, really she, cool. go- <laughs> she goes <I> think- Cruella. <laughs> 
Julia. I, mean, yeah. I think we might be getting a proto Tiffany aching here. Almost. She is similar to Tiffany. I think she's not. She still has her own thing because Tiffany Very doesn't. Much. Well, that's why I say they have a similar thing. Yeah, yeah. They have a similar thing in that they do both have like an inner urge to be like cool in like a you know they want to be cool goths. This is the thing. <laughs> Terry really understands how you know teen girls do want to be cool goths, and they're like, <laughs> and they're like, <laughs> they're just like you know you're being society is pushing down your need to be a cool goth but you like internally really want to be a cool goth yeah um and you put on all this black stuff and it looks kind of dumb but yeah yeah i think tiffany's thing is that she knows that she's smart and her inner urge is to like destroy everyone else and become the most powerful smart person in the world and like (laughs) (laughs) destroy them that way whereas agnes's thing is mostly that she just wants to be like cool she just wants to be like yeah she just wants wants to to be the main character for christ's sake <laughs> um, yeah, but she wants to be like a different person. Like she wants to be. Yeah. She's like per- Agnes isn't a main character, but if I were Perdita, she now then that's a main, main character, character name. Mm. Mm. Yeah, Perdita Extreme. <laughs> Perdita Extreme. The X doesn't stand for anything because it's just mysterious. Yeah. Yeah, it stands for I have a cool middle initial. I said. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. Okay. I would want to be friends with her. She's cool. Seems nice. Yeah. yeah. I, I also yeah. really like her, like, you know, obviously, like, the the whole, like, the, the constant descriptions of how fat she is. Mm. That's whatever. But I do like about, I do like that, that he keeps bringing up this thing about how everyone says about her, but she has a great personality. And, like, the problem is that it always starts with a but. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That's, I think that's, like, a really good description of of like a type of person and like the way people are talking about you like terry pratchett has gone woke and invented microaggressions that's what it is isn't it interesting how people don't have to explicitly be insulting to actually like you know sort of insult you Mm. it can be nice and still no no that's woke bullshit that's true it's Mm. the left trying to destroy our culture Good. Mm. Something. <laughs> I don't know. Mm. Um. Yeah, I and uh, Christine is just very funny. Um, I know. So I, just, I think I think how mean he is to her is great. I love a, a classic Terry misogyny moment. I think it's, <laughs> it's pretty funny. It is a bit. It's, it's very um, weird because it's it's quite kind of like he wants to have his cake and eat it. He wants to both be like, yes. damn, it's fucked up that people um, people are constantly like judging her because of her weight and like like saying mean things about it without even thinking but he's also like also she's very fat yeah, yeah. <laughs> I d- the thing is he I stops mean, I doing that after a while i think i don't think he's like that critical of it though i think he's not saying it's evil no or bad he's saying that she was bred in like a country town where that's like nice yeah. useful yeah yeah, and you need to be strong and big, and like that—that that helps you, you know, in the in the circumstances. Mm. But now suddenly it's not fashionable, and now she's sort of suffering. Yeah, I, I, I grew up in uh, Dorset, where did you? There's there's a, a stereotype of Dorset women of like a certain age. Um, they who are like usually under five foot and very round. They call people <laughs> people call them Dorset dumplings. It's it's oh. uh, <laughs> Oh, okay. <laughs> cute. Cute. I, it's it's very much a thing. I do find it funny in this book though that Nanny Og is there like, 
oh, she's, you know, a very large girl. And it's like, I, I tend to picture Nanny Og as also... She is. She is. Though. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> she's chunky. But she's also... She's a big woman. Because she, she's old. I think it's because yeah. she's old. Yeah. So it's allowed. Whereas obviously when she was young, she was like the hottest woman to ever live. So mm. it's like... Yeah. She's like... I guess she feels pity for Agnes because she's like, wow, she I does. would hate to, to not be the most fuckable person <laughs> but she's when, also, I was a, when I was a child. The mean part about that is that why she's feeling pity for her, she's also like, we're really looking for someone who doesn't fuck to complete like our circle. <laughs> right? She was like, ah, oh, everyone who's like got potential is going out and fucking everyone right is now too and hot. that's not like the vibe too we fuckable. want. very weird because she's like, I love that they're all fucking, but I'll say, God, yeah, she's they're like, all fucking. Oh, I love it, but it's just very inconvenient. <laughs> she's like, I want to give them instructions. I want to help them discover their own personal sexual journeys. But the fact that they're doing it means that we can't have a club. Mm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Nanny, we need Nanny a very is, specific type of person. Yeah, N- Nanny is the uh, birth control clinic of the whole of Lancro, apparently. Yeah, yeah she, <laughs> she is. is. <laughs> Which is very cool. Yeah, and God bless her. That's like yeah. one of my favourite things that repeatedly comes up in these books about the witches like making um, contraception or, yeah. you know, so in some cases, abortifacents. <laughs> like, like you, yeah. Derry does do some sexist stuff, obviously, but like, not that very, much. Very, and it's usually quite it's kind of like I find it funny it's more like sort of, <laughs> yeah. it's sort of yeah it's again top 10 Terry misogyny moments <laughs> yeah but in a good way <laughs> yeah I mean he has he strikes he the right off. balance I think or it's like, just that yeah go on so the, 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 the actual sort of material like material um, feminist things he actually gets bang on yeah. Like, yeah yeah the fact that you know women I mean I you know Terry's doesn't know what trans people are, I suppose. So I'm, I'm generally using the word women for people with like, you know. So he's he's very good on that reproductive medicine, and and on not being not being a swerf. He's like, look, yeah, he's these very... people are sex workers. I don't give a shit. Like, <laughs> actually, like... they're really cool. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Compared to like other fantasy authors, like even though his stuff is comedy, <laughs> and there's yeah, exactly. Mm. That's sort of who I was thinking. But even like other ones, even George R. R. Martin. Yeah, even George Raman. I think George. Yeah, he struggles. George is like but... he's trying to have sympathy with them, but then also just like writes them into he, he, mostly he as an fail. object. Yeah, but t- Terry really, you know, he. Oh, he treats. I, I mean, like obviously, he, he's like a lot of his. He obviously he has a fetish for hot mean women. Of course, we know that. Well, who doesn't? But, uh... Who's among us? Yeah. yeah well, True. exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um... <laughs> But, you know, he's like, the stuff with that, where it's like the witches and how they are. And, you know, he's very like, sex happens, it's normal. It's, you know, he's he's very sex positive. They have all this reproductive stuff, you know, sex work is normal. And it's very casual the way he talks about it. He's not like proselytizing and he's not like being judgmental. He's just like, this is what things are like. And it, it's really, it's really nice. Yeah. I think to yeah. read. It is. I don't feel like he's going to come out and stab me like some other authors are, you know? <laughs> yeah. We're just like awful, awful shit. It's, uh, yeah. It's the rare based Anglo vibes. Mm. It's just like... It is based Anglo vibes, yeah. It's just like the whole Pat Rothoff thing is there, like, oh, there's like two ways a woman can make money on the world in the world and the first one is on her knees and it's like... It, it um, kind of just has this like massive 
condescension and condemnation of it all and it's just like it's just gross to read and this one doesn't feel That's... like every time Mrs. Cakes comes up in these stories and they're like yay <laughs> Miss Palms yeah. Miss Palms sorry yeah. Miss Cakes yeah. is the other one she's the weird one yeah she's the medium yeah, <laughs> yeah. verging on small um <laughs> Yeah, I, 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 just, I do think it is just, like, not being American. I think Americans have just, like, a sick <laughs> mind. They have, like, issues with sex that's just, like, you know... Yeah, like, yeah. It's, even, even if they're trying not to, it's yeah, still there. They yeah. have real, real puritanism. Yeah. But it's yeah. also because Patrick Roth... Like, not to keep bringing him up, because we already have, like... Oh, we've never done that before. ...recorded, like, 12 hours. He's a weird little him. creep. Uh, but... Yeah. Yeah, I was I was gonna say like, he his writing is like from it's like so much from like a dude perspective. Yeah. But like or from a yes, bro perspective, you know. Yeah. Like not even just I, I'm not I don't even mean that he has a male protagonist, because Terry has main protagonists, but but he can also write like this book, like all the POV characters are or almost all of them are women and it's like doesn't feel like he's doing like a woke thing or whatever, it just comes naturally. Yeah. Hmm. He, he he fundamentally views women as people. <laughs> yeah, yeah like, as interest as not even just as people. Like he's like he thinks they're interesting characters. Yeah, and he's like yeah. gonna do. He's gonna he wants to explore the interesting characters stuff. Yeah, <laughs> and that's not like he's he's not like being weird about yeah, it. Yeah, it's nice. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. think like you could. I think if the character of Christine was in another book, you could be critical of it possibly. Yeah. And you can still be critical of the character in this book, I suppose, but like because it's like with so many other well written women. Yeah. Like extremely well written and well rounded women. Uh, yeah. Also it is Terry like a Phantom. Yeah, I was gonna yeah. just because it is a pastiche of Christine from Phantom. Um yeah. it it just feels really funny. <laughs> Yeah. I just and also like you know not to be misogynist about it but I've met people like Christine and I've been annoyed by them you know the kind of the yeah. kind of girls who are like you're so you're so lucky you don't have to worry about your appearance and it's like uh. feminism is about understanding that you can hate other women yeah <laughs> exactly <laughs> and you're allowed I've hated many women in my disgraceful <laughs> the, the only podcast that will admit that <laughs> Feminism about saying sometimes I hate women and that's okay. <laughs> yeah. No, but you're, because, 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 like in, I don't know, like in, on on the streetcast they keep bringing this up about like Jackie Rowling's writing in that she writes women in a very misogynistic way a lot. Like yeah. In that it's like there's like Fleur who is like hot, which means that she's automatically sus. <laughs> she's yeah. evil. Um, yeah, yeah. She's evil. Why did she always write her as? Like so, she writes. Suspicious. She writes all women like mothers. There's, or, this, there's this great it's, bit. It's Madonna Virg. It's Madonna. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's you know, it's the classic. But there's this hilarious bit in um because obviously you know we love Shriekcast. Mm-hmm. Yeah, some of us. But um, they were they were talking about the fucking seventh book, and there's a bit where Fleur's sister arrives, and um, <laughs> oh my god, she, and, <laughs> and, and G- Ginny acts like she's flirting with Harry and is like super jealous, and she's literally thirteen. Oh my god, yeah. <laughs> insane like, oh this sexy blonde french 13 year old is definitely gonna steal my boyfriend and it's like yeah. it's like that's so i think i wonder, what, I I wonder think if there's some another... connection between um, misogyny that and being a and, turf yes yeah yeah maybe mm. maybe <laughs> i wonder having like a very rigid view of what a woman is 
<laughs> I was gonna say like the, 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 the like the <laughs> other wow. thing that kind of saves Christine is that while she's like dumb and you know Agnes is annoyed by her, there's also like this this factor to her that she's just like a puppy dog. Like she's just like yeah, she's incredibly dumb, but you can't like really hate her. Like she's not evil or whatever. <laughs> she's yeah, she has like hot privilege or whatever. But yeah. like. <laughs> Yeah, she does. <laughs> but like in a way that she's also just like incredibly excitable about everything. Yeah. Yeah. Agnes is like, ah, oh, a friend. She cuz Agnes gets really like surprised that she wants to be friends yeah. with her, which is also very relatable where she's like, "Oh, no one's ever wanted to be my friend who's hot before. That's wild." Um and so she's like time to be friends, but at the same time she'll be talking to Christine and she'll just like say something incredibly cruel, but like without exactly meaning to and she'll be like damn okay yeah, yeah. <laughs> which is very relatable yeah you know having having a hot friend who's mean to you but doesn't seem to realize why it's mean yeah mm. been there <laughs> yeah i mean you know i did say earlier today that i couldn't do the podcast today because i'm too hot to podcast but yeah thankfully my co- my co-hosts uh, brought me down to earth and <laughs> made me realize i'm in fact the hotness just, from inside. Just hot enough to hot put a podcast. Yeah, uh-huh. just. <laughs> but not, not too hot. And it's not too hot to podcast, because that's another issue. Of, yeah. Of hotness. Yeah. <laughs> and we talked about this, that, like, the the main reason why we're doing this in an audio medium, uh, and why we're not, like, recording video of, uh, of our calls, is that, because we're just too hot, and it just wouldn't be fair to other podcasts. Yeah, yeah. I um, I don't want other podcasters to be put off by my enormous guns. I don't want them to be intimidated. Yeah. So. I think if if the pod- if the if the hogs could see my big naturals, my my <laughs> they just wouldn't be able to. Focus. They would just they would die. Yeah, exactly. They wouldn't be able to focus on anything we were saying. Mm. I never listen to anything you say. Yeah, if he's talking. I'm, I'm... <laughs> <laughs> I don't listen to women. Like, hello, Robin. Yeah. Sorry, <laughs> right. my 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 enormous naturals have made their point. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> of they stand on their own. Yeah. It's a problem. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, I have a really boring cover for this book. I have the like. No. This one, which is just those like. Are, those are oh, bad. You don't get to see Agnes's enormous natural. No, I just I have like the black cover and then this golden <laughs> this... mask, which isn't even the Phantom's mask. <laughs> yeah, oh, uh, on the. Kirby, oh, Kirby they goes are massive. Out, out of this world on yeah. like, the blobbiness this time. He hasn't yeah, had a good opportunity for massive Christine's tits in there. a while. I wish I'd. <laughs> this is like one of one of his best, I think, because they're like crammed together in such a way mm-hmm. that they're like you keep fearing for like Agnes's naturals to like spill over Christine's head. <laughs> I mean, but that would be hot though. So like like that fake Jeremy Corbyn picture. Yeah. yeah. Wait. <laughs> um, what? The one, the, you know, the, the the Photoshop that someone did of Jeremy Corbyn where someone, he's got big breasts, like, on his shoulders. Oh, fuck. I thought, that rings a bell. <laughs> Is that, was that one made by someone who was like, I hate Jeremy Corbyn, so I'm going to put massive it tits on It was by, his. like, the, the Sunday Sport or something. It's like a parody <laughs> newspaper that I'd never heard of before. Oh, yeah. They're like, um, they're such a weird newspaper. <laughs> they do soft porn and like r- intentionally wrong stories. 
<laughs> they just say how like a bus. They, weren't they, didn't they say one where they they found a bus on the moon? It was like their front page news. Once. Yeah, yeah. It's because it's stuff like I can't that. Find the, I can't find the original picture. I can just find that hilarious painting that someone did of that involves it. So, um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> Wait. What, what? Well, that's propaganda. Oh, great! They really got Jeremy Corbyn's profile in that. Really yeah. captured him. He's really there. Um, yeah. What um, was I going to say? Yeah. There's this. Uh, there's this hilarious ongoing bit as well about like the chandelier and how every time someone mentions something God. bad could happen at some point, they all just like look at the chandelier. <laughs> And I'm like, yeah, just like genuinely, like the the dumbest. Uh, I know other people have said this, but like the dumbest, like dramatic choice in Andrew Lloyd Webber's Phantom of the Opera is is that it like starts with the chandelier and they discuss the chandelier, and then they like pull up the chandelier, but you already know it's gonna fall down. I think down. it's so it's so cool though. It's so cool when it does that though, when it's like yeah, it's like they had to they had to pick between like. Having having this cool moment of pulling up the chandelier, like this cool visual, uh, th- and like at the same time, like kind of like killing the dramatic momentum with this. Mm. <laughs> Robin, have you turned yeah. on your podcasting light? I have. <laughs> oh my god, that's so cool! Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's just for me. It's not displaying it for anyone else. But it's I'm just like, it's another I'm thing to keep Tom away. <laughs> I'm basking in the glow. Yeah, well, he's he's not made an appearance yet, so just and blast. it's and it's ten, so that's well past his bedtime. Just blasting <laughs> a sunlight lamp into Tom's Tom's eyes while you podcast. He tries to sleep. Yeah, I'm deliberately. I can't look at Twitter because if I do, then I might see who's been sent home on Love Island, and I can't let that. Oh, be is spoiled, it happening now? So. Yeah. What? It should have just finished. But what yeah. days is Love Island on? Because I feel like all every day, day, every what? day. No, it's on <laughs> every from day. Saturday. Apart from Saturday, they get a day off. Oh, have that's wild. Nails done. Yeah. I thought it was. I thought it's like a weekly relax. thing. Oh no. no. It is a daily it's thing. Not it nearly is, enough it is time. Like as close to the Truman Show as. as they're ever gonna get really although i guess that's more big brother who knows yeah it's an evil evil show and i love to watch it (laughs) i heard about it uh yeah i want to talk about Um, opera but let's take a pee break first okay yeah if that's fine with everyone talk about yeah l'opera l'opera yes i need i need to refill my cold one and have a week i'm gonna crack a cold one i think i might crack a cold one because my cold one is now empty, so therefore not a one, and also not cold. Time is passing. Time is passing. Okay. Hi. Hello. Hello. George, where are you peeing in that photo? No. Okay. That's the sink in front of me. Okay, well, it could have, you could have been. You could be peeing into the sink. Wait, why would... Why would why, why would there be a mirror directly in front of my toilet? I've been in toilets, I've been in like, toilets like that. I've seen toilets like that, yeah. I can okay. send you a photo of me in one right now. I considered sending one while I was sat on the toilet, but but I was like, no, I'll do it I'll do it standing up in the bathroom mirror instead. Not peeing. Let's talk about the opera. Opera. The Phantom of the Opera is you. Inside, Inside your mind. That's pretty good. 
I kind I kind of like Phantom. Singer, I I like I've seen it twice. I've seen it. I think it is. I hate the fact that I like it so much. Yeah. But when I see it, I'm like. It's because it's yeah. fun and it's a bit gothic and there's a masquerade it's fun. in it, which instantly it gains it like eight points. It is like yeah. really campy and like as much as we hate the man of Android Weber, he has like he can work with a campy style really well. Yeah, yeah. The bit where like the bit where like the chords come in and it goes and then the drums start, they just yeah. Get something, get something in the back of my brain where I'm like, this is. It's epic. pretty epic. It has like, it also has this really cool thing that there's there's the point where they dramatically get to the point of no return, and then they have a song where it's like, it's the point of no return. It's really good. I just think it's dumb, and I love it. It's fun. I saw one production like professionally at the Hippodrome, and the other one was a like college production where I knew the girl who was playing Christine and I kind of hated her. Um, <laughs> she got meningitis Classic. later that year. Ooh. Um, she's fine Ooh. now. Oh, that's good. Get the vaccine, babes. Uh, she had. She got the bacterial one. There's a, yeah, there's a vaccine there's a meningitis vaccine? Yeah. Yes. Have you not had it? I mean, probably. I meningitis ACY. It's like the one you get in college or before like, uni. Yeah. You probably oh, had it. Yes, I yes, yeah. I remember having one when I was a teen. Yeah, yeah, that's that one. Mm. Um, and the, the yeah, nurse no. told me not to look at my me myself being injected, and I was like, "Why not?" I'm not going to say like <laughs> her first name, but it does begin with an M, so we'll call her Margaret. Um, the papers, like the local papers, called her meningitis Margaret after uh, the title. No, that's so mean. I do have to say, like typhoid Mary, kind of funny. Um, she wasn't very nice. <laughs> I'm not saying she mm. deserved meningitis. She she la- she lived. So I can't believe Robin said that meningitis Miranda Listen, that's what you get for being a bitchy soprano. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> Sopranos really be like that. Yeah, I'm just. You know saying, I had to. I had to play backup violin for her like all the time in the most boring songs, and she was never very nice to me. Well, mm. it's when you um. When you when you like uh, specialize your class into soprano, you you take a hit of like minus two constitution. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. you take a minus, hit minus, minus three charisma. charisma. <laughs> <laughs> mm. Just become unbearable. Sorry to anyway, meningitis Margaret. This is a great you, weed you... song. It's like spinal meningitis got me down. <laughs> it's like really <laughs> morbid. <laughs> Did uh, did any of you happen to read the dedication of this no. book? Mm. Yes. Yes, and it gave me questions. Dedication. My thanks to the people who showed me the opera was stranger than I could imagine. I can best repay their kindness <laughs> by not mentioning their names here. <laughs> Pretty good. Yeah. It is. I love all, all the stuff about about the opera just feels incredibly true. The thing is, yeah, yeah, opera is also great. It's like the the them talking about the thing where it's like, oh, opera doesn't make money. Yeah, <laughs> like you make it's money, so money, money, money and you spend it on the opera. Out. It's a posh thing to do, but they, the opera that doesn't make any money. Yeah, not anymore. You just put like, a lot of money into the opera and then you get opera out of it. Yeah, if you're um if you're under thirty, 
um, then you can get five pound tickets to the opera at the Millennium Center mm. just because so few young people go that they just really, yeah. really want, want you to go. go. Yeah, like, we had should a go, should we go similar to the thing in Hungary. I'd love to go to the opera. I think we, when it's opened up again, I think we should go back yeah. to the opera. We always said I've that we were going to, and then we never did. Reading this made me really want to go into the opera, and I have, I don't, I have never been in the opera like in Germany. Like I, I've never been in the Nuremberg Opera. We have one. Uh, I've only seen one opera, which was Carmen. I've seen like um, five. <laughs> My dad really likes opera. Magic Flute was great. I saw. I've listened to it on fucking, the radio. I saw when I was I was in um, Italy with my family, and I went into not Verona. Maybe it was Verona. Verona, I think, has an opera. House. Yeah, they had yes. this big old amphitheater, like an. It's ancient, a Roman amphitheater. Yeah, and they had an opera performance in there, and we went and saw that, and that was oh, fantastic. Sick. No, my parents did that on their um because they got engaged in Verona, so they went there for their. Oh, for the Romeo 30th. and Juliet. Yeah, they went for their thirtieth, and they saw some opera that was so long that in the end they had to like leave because it just kept going. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Should we, we all go to Bayreuth and watch it was the like entire five Ren hours cycle? long? Yeah, there's some that mm. are really long. There's uh There's some way it's like you have you watch like an hour and a half and then you have dinner and then you go and you watch like another hour and a half and you have a break and then this is like another hour and a half. Yeah. It's like a day thing. Yeah, I think I think like Gutter Demerong is like really long. Yeah, when <laughs> when they do the whole ring cycle it takes several yeah. days. You have to be there and go like every Yeah, time. Well, like the fucked up thing is like that, that that already the individual parts of the ring cycle, like the first one first one is like two hours. And the second one, like, uh, the Valkyrie is the second one, I think. That mm. one's, like, three and a half. And then the last oh one... God. I don't know how long... I think Secret is, like, around the same length. And then Götterdämmerung is, like, five hours <laughs> long. back. Hi, Chaz. We were talking about the Wagner. X button by accident. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, they, they, yeah. they do actually mention, like, that Terry does put in a dig on the, the, the Nibelungen lead with, like... Yeah, <laughs> he says something like, "You sit there for five no, days, and there's like twenty minutes of memorable tunes in it." <laughs> yeah, it's it. That's I think that's a rephrasing yeah, of man. some other famous, um, famous composer Same. talking about yeah. uh, talking about Wagner. He said something like, "Wonderful five minutes, horrible half hours," or something. <laughs> <laughs> I do kind of like, like honestly, to be completely honest about Wagner, like on the Nazi stuff aside, go on. I think Please his be honest about Wagner. his opera composition is incredibly appealing. Like his because because like he came up with this thing where it's not like he was a genius split into like arias and solos and then like recitativos but he was like the Deutsch Komponierte Oper which is like I don't know what it's called in called in English but it's like his 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 mantra was ba- or like his idea was basically that you have to like compose like every bit of it and like make it in a way that okay. it's more about the dramatic flow and not like about individual numbers so that's why there's not going to be like that much memorable music in it because like every music is supposed to like serve the story or whatever yeah mm. i know very little about <laughs> yeah me too it's fun i i know that i enjoy it <laughs> i i do know a lot about operettas i remember forcing Chaz to and go I and watch that. Um, <laughs> To go and see concerts in the, in St David's Hall, and Chaz would sort of fall asleep halfway through. That wasn't Chaz. That I, was me. That was Ro- that was Robin. I was there. I was just not having a great time. I I really struggle with live orchestral music. It was, where it was we had great seats. I, I get was... very distracted. I have a brain that can't really deal with not 
visual no visuals you, it's because you'd always be on your damn phone these days actually it's been like that since i was a child like i used to because my brother my brother used to be in this like big youth orchestra it was like gwent youth orchestra and um they would play pieces that would be like an hour long and me as a child had to go to all of them and i resented it Mm. so much so i actually used to read terry pratchett books when i went to these (laughs) classes so i had that but i was the one in the orchestra but like when we when we went to see um like orchestras in Cardiff and we had like great seats and stuff. I would just seats. be like not sleeping very well at the time. Mm. And also it was warm in there. And then they'd be like, okay, so we're doing three pieces. We're doing a really nice fast one to begin. And then we're going to, we're just going to play the most slow, soothing mm. piece of music you've ever heard. We went to yeah. see Sibelius, didn't we? I can't remember which one. I think yeah. the one with Philandia. Yeah, it was, they, it was did, they did Finlandia as well. I just find it hard. Yeah. And we, we saw Benjamin Britten's War Requiem. That was fantastic. Amazing. <laughs> mm. Yeah, I've seen was some... like, hmm, war. And I was I like, like, don't s- worry, it's about s- how war's bad. I've, I've heard <laughs> some great, like, live orchestral music, but I... I also, I was also mostly struggling not to fall asleep, but just like, but it was less like a, less like a visual, no visuals thing, and more like, just like sitting in those chairs. Like, yeah. yeah, the chairs are not great. It's like I would be, I just need to be doing something while I'm listening to stuff. Mm. Like, I'm like that with podcasts or like music. I just need to also be doing something. Bring it. Um, that's why opera is yeah. good. That's you what have, my mom would like, do. You have a show. Yeah. They are. I. I, I get that you. Uh, I used to like being in orchestra. But I just didn't like used to go. Yeah, <laughs> I get that you'd be like, I would rather do something. But I think there's also like a value to like, like I. I think I got a lot out of like seeing live orchestra music uh because it was like uh... you actually you're actually forced to like focus to the music mm. and listen to it and, like really take it in and it sounds so different than re- listening to it on a recording like much yeah, more yeah. so than with like live pop i think music. it is it's like a learned skill like it a lot definitely of stuff is. like that where you Active have to just do it is. and like yeah. learn how i just <sighs> It's work. I, I just tend to, I phase out and I try not to and then I do and I end up like writing Yu-Gi-Oh fan fiction in my brain. Well, but sometimes <laughs> that's good. Like sometimes the phasing out is like kind of like intentional or whatever. Like if your mm. mind goes wandering or whatever. Since not not even just since recorded music, but nowadays especially when we have like all the music in the world like instantly if we want to. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it, it's driven music into sort of background role in a many in many yes. ways. Mm. Where music true, is yeah. music is is something that you put on in the background and you don't listen to it, like you know. It used to be enter- it Used to be the entertainment. Yeah, you know, it's like the thing. I I was watching Mad Men and they all got high and listened to Miles Davis and I was like, damn, that sounds like a really good evening. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I've never I done that. that. <laughs> <laughs> it does. I love schedules of Spain. It's such I've a good done album. that though. I've I've been I've gone to a friend's house, gotten drunk, and then we all just had to listen to Aeroplane over the sea. And I thought that yeah, was. That's, I'm not sure about that, but like getting high and then listening to Take Five all the way through. <laughs> oh, sketches of Spain. Sketches I did. Spain, um, good. Our, me and me and Lily were like lying on, listening to the vinyl of Carrie and Lowell while like lying on the floor and being like, "Yeah, yeah, <laughs> mothers." <laughs> <laughs> I really got into like bitches brew for some reason when I was like a sixteen-year-old. Uh, it's, it's very weird. It's, really good. it's it's a pretty good album though. Like, <laughs> yeah, not only Miles Davis. Uh, but anyway, we're not talking about jazz. We're talking about opera. I, I really like <laughs> all the opera. conversations that, like, the two, that like Saltella and uh, Mr. Bucket are having. Like, yeah, this, yeah. 
I all draw... the stuff about like how like we mentioned the bit about how like the opera doesn't make money, but also the bits about mm. how it's like it's not just theater with music edit. It's like it's like a whole different thing. It's opera, and you can't like you can't like like th- there's there's some bits that like almost feels like they're from all that jazz with like the the bits about like how you know in theater w- when you age. You you might even get better at acting or get different roles, but in opera, yeah. you know, there's there's always like a ticking clock uh, when you get like too old to be a dancer, mm. uh, too mm. old to be like an opera lead. Uh, your like vocal cords are declining or whatever. Like that, that felt incredibly accurate. Mm. Um, mm. Yeah. I do I do have to point this out to um, in my copy page seventy two where. Um, uh, what's his face says ah Salzella thank you for coming you don't know who Q is by any chance and I was like yeah George, George also posted yeah. that uh, thank you for reminding us Q? I'd forgotten about that one very funny yeah. line um, <laughs> this is based and Q pilled yeah. um, Terry Terry is part of the plan trust the plan watch the water yeah, yeah. they don't say watch the water anymore do they I don't know I don't know and then there's like uh, some other things about how like just like this this idea that like Opera has like a special aura, and that it's like, it's like this really concentrated some Walter Benjamin. That's that's like such a Terry Pratchett thing. Like I, I get why he says that. Uh, you know, someone introduced him to how weird opera is because that's like mm. this this Feels idea like he, of like this concentrated aura right? or this concentrated energy in one place is like such a Terry Pratchett thing. Yeah, mm. it's I like think... rock music, film, Shakespeare, opera, and opera. Yeah. I do think, like, even in, like, normal theater, right, like, you you have the feeling that, like, once the performance starts, there's, like, like, something changes, like, there's, like, a switch, like, you're not just, like, Mm. being on stage, but there's, like, it's, like, an entirely different atmosphere, like, they they keep saying that this, that, that's, I feel like there was a different, there was a similar bit in Weird Sisters already about how the show must go on. Yeah. Yeah, there was. You have to, like, have the story end. And there is a bit in this where it says, like, witches are attracted to, like, or, like, drawn yeah. to sort of changing places, doorways, mirrors, weird areas, and also stages. Liminal sort space. Of, yeah, yeah. liminal <laughs> spaces, which I thought was really cool. Um, and, yeah, the theatre is, like, a very... It's, it's, not, it's not, like... It, it really is separate from other sort of entertainment in that way. It's because it's so immediate mm. and strange. It's such a sort of strange phenomenon. Yeah. It's like a ways. much higher suspension but it's of very, very old. watching something yeah. on TV. Mm. Yes. Yeah. Because it's like you, they could make mistakes yeah. or they can fuck up. It, it and it, forces and again, you to engage with it on its level more than yes. film yeah. does. Yeah, and you have... And there really is like... It, it's more of a conversation with the audience than a film would be because a film is what it yeah. is and it's separate from the audience. Whereas a play, the audience is there and there is like a, a feedback between the audience and the and the actors mm. and that really makes it like a different experience. Yeah. John Berger ways of seeing. Like a, a lot of <laughs> a lot of theater people I know, like people who are like seriously into like theater, like but also like on a theoretical level and like on a level of like directing and stuff, like they have such a disdain for film because they're always like, well, <laughs> on, on in theater you can't do like everything and like the audience will go with you, right? The like world you can't stage. You yeah. can be like you can do like the most absurd things and like you can like ask for a suspension of disbelief that movies just like won't do because like movies will always like still have like at least at least a base level of like 
needing to do like a specific type of naturalism even though like yeah. the filmic naturalism is not naturalistic at all but it has like this type of cats hmm? <laughs> have they seen cats in 2019 <laughs> that's a good point like but but that's also <laughs> the thing that when when something like cats comes out people won't really go with it like if... <laughs> oh, i was I talking to our friend ash the other day and he and i both realized that the last film we saw in the cinema before <laughs> the world went all yeah. pandemic-y was Cats. <laughs> and that's a collective a experience to so many people. Yeah, like, I think it's I know. Yeah. me as well. It, it's really like the timing of that movie coming out just coinciding with the pandemic is... It's an interesting coincidence. It's, you know, I think I saw The it Women like the week before and then saw Cats. Which I've been very excited for. I think I saw Little Women twice, and I saw it again after Cats. Mm. Did I see Cats twice? I feel like I saw Cats twice. Yes, because Ash also I watched saw it Cats with twice, you, and I saw it with you lot the second time you watched yeah. it. Yeah. I always see bad films more than once. Yeah, like Boss Baby. Although that's a good movie, so... <laughs> that's, a good, that's a good movie. Um, um, I just need to make a loud noise, animation. because I can see a clothes moth on my wall, and I'm going to kill it. Uh. Karma. What about your karma? Now, now, now this is theatre. The call back to the beginning of this episode. Yeah. Yeah. I once saw um they once did a, a theatrical production called White Rabbit Red Rabbit when I was at Durham, which is like it's one guy who reads the script and he's not allowed to have read it beforehand. Mm. So he just has to read from the script, and at the end he has to like nominate someone from the audience to become the new actor because he like takes poison. But like the whole point of the play is like you're not sure if it's real poison or if it's not. I mean, obviously, it's not real poison, but like <laughs> because it's such a because it's such like an intense play, you're like maybe it is real poison. <laughs> um, it's really wild. That sounds interesting. I think the guy who wrote it is in prison. <laughs> oh, yeah. Was it for poisoning it, it an was... audience member? No, it I was missed like... the moth. Oh, it was like the play. He wrote the play, and like by reading the play, you were like able to free him from the prison. But obviously, you can't because he's still in prison. <laughs> But it's a it's a really yeah an interesting one. I have wondered I have wondered about that. I've had like someone doing a TV show like a sitcom where people realise they're inside the sitcom, or inside they are in a sitcom, and the existential mm. horror of that. Isn't that just um, One Division? <laughs> I've not seen One Division. <laughs> it might be what it's about. I got, that is what it's about. I got really like confused about that for a second. Um, got kind of caught up between One Direction. Isn't that One Direction? <laughs> what, one, is, one what is Harry if not Styles persevering? Yeah. <laughs> what I did get really confused was when Glee started and they were called New Directions and I used to get that confused with One Direction all the time. Yeah, it was what, a stupid name. What is New Directions? Yeah. That's the, that's the Glee, the Glee Club, Club Glee. That's what they're called. Why? I don't know. I don't it's know. not <laughs> as good as Oral Intensity. It's one they Oral Intensity battled in the first season. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, vocal adrenaline. Why are they all called stuff like that? It is. Yeah, it's really other... like, I feel like opera is at the same time like we we talked about like the this like experimental theater stuff, and then at the same time, opera is like incredibly like canonized, and mm. it's like in this weird space between like being very conventional, um. And at the same time, because it's so, like, canonic and so conventional, so many new directors are going to try, like, 
do some insane shit in opera and then like if the main opera audience is like old people they're not going to like that i've seen um mozart the opera rock the french <laughs> musical of course you've about seen it. Fantastic. Mozart, um in which he's like let's do it in german and they're like how dare you it can only be sung in italian italian yeah yeah a great um, production very good musical that i've seen a see. really bad but it wasn't even bad i i've seen a performance of la bohème in hungary mm. uh which is a great opera but they so the the the, the budapest opera house does this thing that they do the exact same la bohème from like 1900 10 or whatever like from like 100 okay. years ago exact same same like uh stage sets uh exact same like clothes uh exact same so so it's like a- as the director of the play they had the guy from 100 years ago like they had that guy as the director of the playlisted <laughs> and then just like a smaller like the actual guy who worked with the actors but it's like it was awful because you could like really man. feel that this is antiquated theater like there was no life in it Mm. But but I, I, I thought like that that's that was like an interesting experience in a way that it's like to see a play that I'm sure was great if you saw it in 1910 because yeah. then it was like a new. Uh, I don't see how they can know that it's exactly the same, right? He well, had like drawings. Like, this is, this or is authenticity. Yeah, this is what they think it was like, but like mm. I think they might know? have just like done it the same like for a hundred years, like constantly. Yeah, because I'm. Um, do you know the Lord Chamberlain's men? They're yeah, like, um, I've seen them. They're really they good. good. And they, they do Shakespeare, like, authentically. So it's just, like, men who do it. And they've got, like, a small stage and it's outside. Yeah, I saw they do, like, Comedy a of, of Errors <laughs> in Cardiff Castle. It was fun. I've seen them a few times. Um, but they tend to do it really well. But I, I, I never know how accurate it is. One play, one gender, simple as. <laughs> <laughs> no women in plays want to take it back to when men were men and they were all playing women in Shakespeare plays. <laughs> what's the, what's the problem with a lad stuffing a pillow up his bosom? <laughs> they do They do do it in a way where you're like there is an interesting gender thing where you, you do like it. You, you forget and you're like this is just a play and that's just theatre right? Yeah. Where you're like yeah. mm. Shakespeare is Judith, queer coded. I don't even notice. And then Judith Berger mm-hmm. comes on at the end, end and says uh, gender is a performance and walks off to Mass for Applause. <laughs> Judith Berger? Judith Butler? Judith Butler. I was thinking, I almost said Judith Judith Birchall, and I was like, oh no. No, (laughs) And then I (laughs) overcorrected. Julie Birchall. A lot of people with JB names. Mm. Julie Birchall comes on and says, Justin Bieber. I'm Julie. John Berger. Julie Birchall. Judith Butler. They're all the same. (laughs) I am. It's probably also worth, we haven't really talked about the fact that it's like posh. (laughs) Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, like as a as a yeah. I keep you know do you it's ever fancy. see those, those yeah. like um, scientific articles that are like wow people who watch opera tend to live longer <laughs> <laughs> it's like oh that's weird yeah what else might be affecting that I don't know no, things have one things have one cause there's, there's... and that's what you found the correlation with. Correlation is supreme. It's supreme. There is no other reasons why anything might happen. It's mm-hmm. all like whatever you're looking for. Exactly. <laughs> Yeah. It's just like how people who um, uh, take more baths 
Yeah. Mm. Or uh, people who if own If you play houses. classical music, if you play classical music to your fetus in the womb, then it's more likely to like get good grades. Uh-huh. The more zeros people have in their bank account, the longer they live. <laughs> it's it must mean That's zeros are a lucky number. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Mm. I seen a, <laughs> I've seen Fidelio once. I was like, well, that was like a really long time ago. I don't know why my grandma sent me to. How do I know Fidelio? Fidelio is like Beethoven's only opera. I don't even know what it was. Oh, I remember what it was. Yeah. They they did like some cool things in it, but the one thing I remember is that there was like a like a, like a choir, uh, or like chorus mm. of like like uh, a lot of people, um, children, uh, and like I think it was like a children's choir. I think it was like the prison choir or whatever. I just have this mm. memory that like one of the singers in the choir or like one of the like people who was in there was like was like a it was like a fat child who had like a SpongeBob t shirt. Like he had a t shirt that had SpongeBob <laughs> on it. <laughs> nice. <laughs> <It's wrong. laughs> but it was definitely like um like a choice that they made this child wear that t-shirt. <laughs> no, you must wear the SpongeBob t-shirt. This is part of the theatre. Imagine if adults just dress like kids all the time. I mean, and some some do, but like they do. have you heard That's of what That's what Jack Antonoff? <laughs> that is what nerds are. Jack Antonoff. Just adults. I hardly know him. Jacking off. <laughs> Jack. Jack and Toff. Jack Antonoff yeah, makes me so else? mad. Like every time I see him. Because he looks like you just elongated an eight-year-old. <laughs> <laughs> Which one's Jack Antonoff? I always forget. That's the guy who wrote all the pop songs for uh, for female singers. I was. He's uh, a Swedish guy. Yeah. Isn't he? No, 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 a different guy. This yeah. is a newer guy. Like he wrote for like, or he wrote and produced for like Carly Rae Jepsen and Taylor Swift and Saint Vincent and Lana Del Rey. Like mm. Lord, I think. Mm. But they also when they're in their flop eras. <laughs> mm. He he produced some good stuff, but they all kind of still tend to oh, sound he's similar. Oh, the producer. Mm. Yeah, did he do the New Lord song? Yeah. That was, like, boring. Yeah. He might have. He did. <laughs> yeah. He did produce melodrama, so, like, that's... Yeah, he produced Norman fucking Rockwell, which was, like, a good album. But That rules. That's such a good but album. But it still so had, like, that Jack Antonoff touch, I guess. Mm. He's like he's done stuff I like. I just it just makes me mad to look at him. <laughs> Wait, so it's the it's the yeah. new Lord album where she shows her bum on the on yes. the cover bad. Yes. Um, there's only a single out. The album is now. Yeah, but uh, it's, the single is not something. bad. It's just not. It's not. It's nothing really. It's nothing. Yeah, it's nothing to me. <laughs> um, yeah, he's interesting glasses. He looks like he was on Glee. You know. <laughs> He might have been. Like, he fits into that crowd. Yeah. yeah. He was in Bleachers and he was in Fun. Of course. Fun. Jack Antonov. Does he also design Russian yeah. air- aircraft? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> uh, is there anything else we haven't talked about in this book? I um, good book. I mean, we've Pretty got good. two more episodes. Yeah, I think we've talked about most of yeah. it, to be honest. Yeah. Can't wait to talk about cats when that next comes up. Yeah, there's there's so much stuff in this book that I'm really excited for you to read. Like, there's this great, there's some great Granny Weatherwax stuff that I'm I'm really hyped about, but I can't mention because I don't want to spoil it. Okay, fantastic. I'm excited. I like this book a lot. It's it's, it's a good book. Yeah, I like the rat guy again. who got reincarnated as a rat. That was yeah. 
Yeah, that was very good. Great stuff. Like, as much as I love coach shenanigans, like once they're in the city, there's some more interesting stuff going on with like Granny Weatherwax and. Oh yeah, yeah. Because yeah, like so far, like the the two plots have like not interacted like the yeah the opera stuff. It ended with like Granny and Nanny getting opera tickets. Um, and then there was a bit yeah. about how Granny Weatherwax hates opera but it draws her or like hates theater but it draws her to it uh, and she will always go every single performance even if it's like for <laughs> children and will point out that they're just pretending <laughs> yeah she'll go to like punch and judy shows and be like is that any way to pay <laughs> <laughs> she hates theater because she hates fiction which i thought was interesting mm. it's a I great mean, it's a great character i support her thing. hating theater but hating fiction no because she's never gone to the theatre before um, Weird Sisters, yeah. so I like I like that sort of continuity that since Weird Sisters, she just now obsessively goes to the Yeah, she... I, just, like, they all hate it's, it. I, I like this <laughs> idea heckles. of, like, she hates theatre, but actually she loves theatre. Like, she goes there all... She goes, she goes to see every play, even though she... She goes there to, like, epically pawn just the actors. <laughs> it's like the, um... It's like the librarian going to the theatre and throwing peanuts whenever there isn't, like, a custard yeah. pie scene. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I, I feel like like he, he kind of revisits a ton of like weird sister stuff with the theater stuff in this one or the opera stuff in this one, but it's like mm. I feel like he does a better job in this one, even though like Weird Sisters was great. Uh yeah, I yeah it's got a slightly different it's more about theater as an institution yeah, yeah. rather than like a thing. Because he's like, this is the whole workings of the opera, this is what it's like behind the scenes, all the dancers are crazed from hunger. Um, yeah. <laughs> everyone hates each other and everyone resents each other's parts. It's the whole like you know like the um the uh, prima donna getting like pushed down the stairs by people stuff, right? It's like the sort of yeah. the resentments behind the scenes. I feel I just feel like Terry like kind of shares the the same way that I look at theater. I guess like it's that it's at the same time theater is an institution, horrible, like really bad mm. stuff. Um, the art industry like it's really bad but at the same time it is also just like fascinating to see like all these cogs working together like that that mm. is necessary for like stage production like it's yeah i love it <laughs> yeah anyway do you guys know who q is huh i don't know who q is <laughs> who is q i'm q i've always been Who's q the OG? have you seen this picture of terry that's in this book where he is Wearing opera stuff and he's got a mask. Oh, can you post that, please? Can you show that? I don't have it in my book. Picture of him where he is. Oh, oh that's is nice. Mine is oh shit! Gonna... I hadn't noticed that. That's fine. I don't have it in my book. Why do I have the bad edition? I always have the bad king, edition. King shit. I have a. I have an yeah. edition that is like one and a half centimeters taller than the other Terry Pratchett books I have. That's annoying. Even though it's like mm. from the same publisher, same printing. I. The thing Ours is, all people should get mostly. over it. Sometimes books be different heights. Books Which is different. fine. This one, this one is the 1995 edition, so... I think mine's the same. It's yes. fine if they're different heights. I just like, have, have one shelf that just has all the Terry books that I bought for this podcast. Yeah. And then this one well, is I already like, had all of them, so... It's like taller. It's a tall book. I don't mind. Mm. I don't mind. Like, it's, it's nice for reading that it's taller, to be honest. They should all be this tall. I have a bunch that I've given people to borrow and they've just never attended. Yeah. I think Ash still has... Yeah, I think my sister has my copy of Thief of Time. <laughs> <laughs> and also Good Omens. My parents keep trying to read them and they're like, have you got so-and-so book? And I'm like, uh, yeah. <laughs> you can't have it. 
That's mine. I need it. <laughs> it's mine. We haven't even talked about the Good Omens news. It's gonna be a season two. We hate it. Oh my god. Yeah, yeah they're Bad looking omens. for cheap staff. So if you want to get paid, <laughs> yeah, they're training Neil you. Neil Gamer, meet me paid, in Minecraft. Not by a lot, by pro- probably. So I don't know. Um, <laughs> Neil Gamer, and I will kill you with a gun. I'm kidding. Jk, Jk. <laughs> we can talk about yeah. that more next week. I think. Yeah. yeah. Do we? Do you have any reviews for this as well? Did you look at the reviews? No, not yet. We I'll can do, do that, that next also time. Also next week, we'll have we'll have Good, a bad reviews gaming section. We'll have a bad reviews review section. I think usually Sorry, like the... they've been very focused on opera in the book in this episode, which is very yeah. unlikely. <laughs> we'll get more deranged next time because we've already covered some of the importance. Yeah, it's usually the middle chapter. So... It's usually the middle episode where we're the less focused on the book. So yeah, so much happens in this book though. So. Oh, well. I'm excited. There's going to be so many developments. Oh, I love I <laughs> I love this book so much. Yeah. <laughs> great, great writing. Great it's stuff. Good book. Terry yeah. has done so, it again. He has. Yeah. He's redeeming himself. Redeeming it's himself. a redemption yeah. He's saying, "I'm sorry. I'm sorry about interesting times. I've written this book as an apology." Will you <laughs> and me? I do. And I do. Yeah, I, do. I love that bit I'm where like. like uh, Granny Weatherwax, where like something embarrassing happens, and then Granny Weatherwax says, "This is more cringe than when that wizard went to Fantasy China." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was a weird. I line also like that, say, but it was appreciated. <laughs> what if Asia was mm. one place? Says Granny Weatherwax. <laughs> I did like that bit where it's like uh, one of the opera guys is like, why, why don't we alert the City Watch about this opera ghost? And then they're like, oh no, we can't do that. You don't want them to show up here. Great stuff, Terry. Just... <laughs> yeah, but they'll, they'll, they are in it. They will be there. Nice. Um, they're just not in it yet. Um, but there's some great stuff later on. Why do you yeah. think there's Nobby Knobs on the cover? Yeah. And... <laughs> Does it? He's there. That's Nobby Knobs. Not on mine. Yeah. Not on mine. Oh. Losers. He's there. You don't, he comes to the performance. You don't have the full the full rippling t- t- uh, Kirby tit pictures that No, do. I don't. I have a, I have a boring <sighs> golden mask. It's 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 really the best cover. Um <laughs> yeah, I, the thing that I find interesting on the back, the um the blurb section normally goes over the top, but in one of these they've Made it so that one of the people in the audience, their face is mostly over the top of the blurb, but kind of mm. cut out. Ah. What the fuck's going on there? But like, Interesting. What are they, they look so It's just kind of fucked up. I love like the, the sort of gold in the opera house. I think that's really cool. My it's version good. just well has done. like this like orchestra, but then he put the barcode on like some of these guys' faces. So... Why do they what, just? Oh, ju- that's sort of like the 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 edge of mine is the orchestra. Yeah, you got yeah. troll playing the tuba, which is fun. Yeah, I like Robin that. Um, gone. I'm not gone. Robin. Tom's changing, oh. so I thought. It was <laughs> <laughs> and, and you turned your camera off. Post hog. He's in bed now. So. <laughs> okay. Just, okay. Do we have any final uh, final thoughts about uh, masquerade? I like that Kirby that just gives some of the people like pointy elf ears for no reason. They all look like sort of orcs, they all look which a, I think is good. They're a little elvish. A <laughs> <laughs> little elvish. No. Robin. No. Robin. To bring back so a classic. This guy has like... Is this, is this Enrico? I don't know. Or is this the Phantom Yeah, ghost? that's Enrico. That's uh, yeah. Enrico Biazzini. He, he has like this puff face, but then he really has like this pointed chin. Like it's... 
it's just like coming out there great stuff this so agnes's hand is just really like close. oh the hands it's a classic Kirby hand. <laughs> the hands are I so don't have like, any of the cool covers. I just I have nothing sorry. to discuss. The hands are both like blobby and and clawy. Yeah. <laughs> Agnes's hand is style. fucked up. Yeah. Christine's <laughs> hands are fine because she's just like covering up her private parts, I guess. Mm. <laughs> okay. Uh, well if we have nothing else right, to add about cover possibly. dialogue. I think then we have an episode. Say, this has been Who Watches Much the Watch. I love to talk um, to you. Um, yeah. I think the podcast is over. <laughs> this Goodbye. has been Who Watches the Watch, a, a, the great podcast that you love. Um, if you want more of this, you can donate to our Patreon, where we have just finished Heartspell, the great young adult novel written by us. Um, everyone who listens loves mm. it, so just bear that in mind before you decide not to give us money. And um, you can get that for three euros a month. Yes. Or you can get the ebook when it comes out, which will be very soon. Any or the audiobook. Now. I don't know what we're doing with that, <laughs> but one day. Um, and, um, or you can just give us five euros and get your name shouted out like these people. Give us mm. 1,200 florins and you shall have an illustrated manuscript on the finest vellum. <laughs> <laughs> what George uh, said. Uh, let's sort them after tears. Uh, okay, there we go. Thank you, too following people who give us money boyfriend of the show uh tom okay hang the tank Postdogs. terran dollars no. milk succubus yen mm. justin crandall australian dollars mndm <laughs> mexican no. pesos big flat bond <laughs> and the memories of those lost <laughs> <laughs> and uh, the extra special thanks Euros. to those who give us twice as much money as <laughs> these people currency. on the 10 euro Bjorn Strong in the arm tier the uncles of the show Slime Simon Baby. Sarah McClintock <laughs> money Jolly. thank Good. you Plush Wraith Carrot Lime Blood Yummy Scrum Big Titty Grosh Big Titty Goth Treadwife and Agnes who is in this book madam delicious thank you agnes you're in this book um yes <laughs> you can join them if you want um i'm sure you great want company yeah great great stuff great bunch of lads you can talk to us on the discord if you want which is linked in the description um or you can just ignore us or you can send us messages on the twitter yeah. telling us gossip please we love it mm. you can um, dox us if you like you can dox, <laughs> us. dox you us. can give us a Don't. five-star review on itunes um, send me death threats yeah also known as apple podcasts i guess send us death threats you can send us death knives threats. in the post which i will interpret as death threats yeah <laughs> but i will also have three knives if you say this is a good podcast i interpret that as a death yeah, threat. tell your friends <laughs> um, um if you're famous, by all means, like share this so more people listen to us. If you're a Neil Gaiman apologist, don't listen to this. How dare you? <laughs> you come this far. That is our enemy. Yeah. You can listen to um, it, just don't defend him. If you're yeah, understand if you're on the don't come into our British Museum, you're not allowed to listen to this. <laughs> yeah. We're anti British Museum. If you're George Osborne. Okay. <laughs> if you're George Osborne, don't go dox die. me. Yeah. Joke. If you're do. Van um, Morrison. Don't listen to us. Yeah. Anti-Van. Car Morrison. Also, if you're okay. Van Halen, just to be safe. <laughs> this has been it, which is the watch. And until next time, Beyond Strong in the Arm is my uncle. Big wheel, keep on spinning. Says, Fuck tubs.
Ring where the wax says fuck. Robin works. Williams. Ha 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 ha. Scared opera dolls. Papa Fantasia. No. Good Episode Productions Network podcast. See the website for more details.